estate or multiple real estate worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, but no cash, cash you might need to get, instead of, to get an attorney or instead of settling for a bad attorney, get a great attorney, um, or uh, maybe to get rid of um, um, uh, squatters in the property to secure the property. There's all kinds of possible scenarios that when you start a process, you might need some help. And so um, one of the tools, I would say the most valuable tool that I learned on my own and I've used to help me build my private business has been advancing heirs' interests to help them get some cash to move the process along. And I'm really excited to have today a company that does this nationally. And I've had a chance to work with a couple of times. Uh, and he was nice enough to come on our call today. Uh, Ravi Rao from Inherit Now, calling us out of Chicago, Illinois. Ravi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me. Sure. So give me a little background. You, When you were a kid, you know, most kids, when I was playing with GI Joes or other toys, were you dreaming of someday doing inheritance, advanced work in probate cases? Oh, not at all. <laughs> How'd you open that business? Something, something I fell into uh actually right um so i i've been um i'm not first off i'm not, i'm not an attorney uh although I, I work in the legal services vertical uh i came from the technology side uh so engineer as a background uh and uh I, and and honestly i could say i i took a number of um uh, uh you know programming courses right as, as part of my degree and i could say i was not very i wasn't an, a prolific programmer I, I wouldn't say that was really my strength but the one thing that it helped me with is kind of understand how the technologies work and how they work together with other technologies and and uh so i, I discovered that for myself i it, it was much better for me to talk about the technologies and explain it to folks right of all different stripes that whether you are a technologist or whether you know you're a novice or you're an attorney or something right in this case, real estate agents, maybe who aren't as, as literate, uh, help them understand how it works better. And so, so that that's how I fell into the kind of the business side of technology. And I had been doing that for twenty some years, and a lot of that had been in the what I call the legal tech vertical, right? So, legal tech is 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 a software that helps attorneys run their practices and and their business. And there's there's two kinds of of technologies for businesses uh for uh, i should say attorneys right one is on the the helping them run the business of law and the other is on the practice of law so right helping them get their 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 invoices out and you know and and, and collect the money and then post it to all their various accounts for for firms of all different sizes and then there's the practice of law which is software that helps automate some of their work that the attorneys actually use on a daily basis right to make their work easier so that's what uh the the estate registry does right so we're developing software and we're specific to ace practice area which is the trust estate and probate administration areas right so um so we're developing software for those and then uh so and, and our our firm are the executives of our firm are all attorneys right and they notice kind of this gap particularly on the practice side of law for this practice area so uh so started building this uh i want to say two and a half years ago and they brought me on at about uh, a year ago to help with with some of that uh on the development side uh, kind of in terms of product direction and so forth um so giving my input there as well as you know getting out into the market and and starting to seed the market uh for when we release this uh, the products are not officially released yet uh they will be in within the first two quarters of this year so very exciting for us that we, we're finally going to be launching these. Uh, but then we also found this um, 
this this service opportunity, right? Alongside that, when we you know when we had done our research, we talked to a lot of the state and probate attorneys. Um, you know, a lot of them said, "Hey, you know, these these uh, our cases are getting much more complex." In other words, it's it used to be nuclear families that uh, you know where you had parents and they you know they had assets and they would you know there was uh, a couple of kids or maybe three kids and you know whatever assets they had rolled down to them it was very straightforward marriages of 50 years and what have you right um and 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 what maybe just one person working or both working but the assets were really confined to one area and it was very straightforward for state attorneys to give their counsel and and um uh, uh and 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 and, and help them through that process and uh, quite quite in a straightforward way. Now it's it's changed a lot because now there's th that nuclear family is is not the same today, right? So there's you know there now you have step siblings all over the place. People have the income from their jobs, but they also have businesses on the side or they have multiples of businesses. Uh, you know they establish foundations. Um, so. Uh, you, you know, there and there's several parties that have interest, right? With with respect to the uh, uh, the estate, and and they all want a piece of it. So now estates are becoming they're not only more complex, they're becoming more litigious. So 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 because of that, right? Um, there there were a number of heirs uh, that have been coming to these probate attorneys and saying, hey, you know, I don't want to deal with this. It's going to take forever for me to get my money. I, you know, I, I don't want to even be involved. Can I just get my money now? Right. So that was actually where the concept of inherit now started. And and th there were a few players on the market uh, that were that were helping address this, but we thought we would take a, a real kind of a professional approach to this in terms of building a whole organizational structure for this market specifically. So which is and that's what we've spent the uh, also. Similarly, over the last two and a half years, get, getting that together and, and building out this national brand. And so the idea being basically that uh, we call it this an advance uh, on an inheritance. So if if you have funds or your client has funds tied up right in probate, they cannot get access to it. Right. Uh, and and they don't know when they can get access to it, but they have some needs financially. They, they have some immediate liquidity needs at this time, right? What we are able to do is we're able to give them advance on that inheritance. So let's just use round numbers. Let's say they have $100,000 coming to them. You know, we'll offer here, we'll, we'll we can give you $20,000 right now, right? And then you can collect the balance of it later. And, and, and then what we're actually doing is we're purchasing an interest in that estate, right? And uh, so in, in that way, it, it, there is a premium for it, of course. They, they are giving up some money to get that money. Uh, but uh, the, on the flip side, what it helps them with is it, we don't need, we do our due diligence and we make the offer. And when they sign off on it, it's that we don't need a credit check on it, right? Uh, they don't have to pay us back. It's not a loan, right? Uh, we do the waiting and we collect at the end. It's uh, non-recourse. So if it's they non -recourse, end up correct. not getting the inheritance, they don't owe the money that's been advanced against it. It's it's theirs to use for what whatever it is that they need to use it for, yeah. uh, and 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 quite typically one of the use cases is you know they're inheriting some property uh, and maybe the property the taxes haven't been paid and they don't want to use their own assets to to pay for the, that right so they take an advance on the inheritance pay on taxes make sure that right they that that's all up to date right for by the time they actually get it and then they can decide if they want to live in it sell it or what have you.
So let me ask those of you on the line, we have about 40 people live. We have a bunch of people watching it on YouTube and Facebook Live as well. Put in the comments, if you would, um, if you're familiar with the concept of advancing on an inheritance. Some of you may know that I've, I've interviewed uh, a couple companies in this field over the last two years, as well as on my YouTube channel. I also have a, a program, um, getprobate.cash, that's all about this product. And Rob represents one of the firms that I've used and worked with in, in that area. So I do want to talk about it in depth if most of you are not familiar with the concept. But if all you're familiar with the concept, I'd like to go deeper with what they do differently to share with you kind of some of those things and also how they do business. So I have a, a <laughs> split 50-50 between a no and a yes. Have you heard of the concept before? So let's, now, let's talk a little bit about the concept and then we'll go into how you guys do it a little differently. So the concept again is it's not a, it's not a loan for regulatory reasons. It's an advance or an interest in the inheritance of the party, right? Can it be just the petitioner or administrative executor? Can it be any heir that you would buy interested in? It it, it can be any heir that that right that has uh, that officially has an interest in that. Right. And, and and there's some proof points that have to be there. Uh, and and we know because the the um, the matter will have to be already filed in court. So there will have to be a probate case opened. As long as a probate case opened, we can see who the heirs are. Right. And so we can validate the legitimacy of that request. So case open to be precise would be they filed the probate. They have a case number. That's right. They don't yet have the authority. But you have to then look at the, the document, your your firm will look at the documents and say, okay, we're going to kind of pre-underwrite it and it looks good to us. Or you talk to the attorney, looks good to us, and you're willing to do that. So there's a little bit of a, a little hurdle, which is to get the attorney to get it filed to get the case. Um, so if somebody doesn't have the money to do that, do you kind of give a conditional approval and the attorney then kind of on their own gets it, knowing they'll get the money back from you? Or how does that work? Well, it's, it's uh, well, it's the attorney is actually uh, not really involved. Uh, what I mean by that is, is that we um, the the client generally finds us through uh, just Googling, right? Advanced inheritance, advanced services. They find inheritnow.com. They they see the web form on there. They fill it out. Okay, I'm interested. Then then our operations team takes over, right? So we will, we'll contact them. We'll do our, you know, we'll ask them some questions. We may need a little bit of documentation, but usually not a lot. Cause we can use, we can find out, we have a lot of the infrastructure built that we can get that information on our own. Um, and so, we, you know, we, we do that and, and our turnaround is pretty quick, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll do the due diligence and we'll come back to them and we'll say, okay, here, we're gonna, we'll offer you $20,000, right? Advance and we'll, we can, electronically send it to you. So you have it ASAP, or we can send you a check, whatever it is, the way that you want to receive it. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, you know, they, they have access to the funds to do with it, whatever they need to. So right. they need the money to get the attorney. That's one of the, the most common. That's, that's another use case. Correct. Okay. Got it. And then, um, but also they could be in probate for quite a while. Yep. And just get frustrated at that point and say, well, gee, we do need an extra $10,000, $20,000 now. So they're in process at that point, right? Correct. And, and you know, when we when we take this use case, when I offer the $20,000, they don't have to take all $20,000. They're like, I just want to pay my attorney's fees. So here, you know, so 5000 
So we'll advance them to 5,000. And then mm -hmm. later on, it takes much longer. Like, oh, I, I got real, real estate tax bill came up for this property. So I'll take another 10,000, you know, whatever it is, right? We'll just give them a second, uh, second advance. As a company, what states do you advance in or what states do you not advance in? So we advance in all 50 states and Canada. So, so yeah, hold on one second. So that's important is unlike some that are more localized and that's how they run their business for whatever reasons, Inherit Now is a national company. It's one of the reasons why we want to make the relationship with them because they do cover all 50 states plus O Canada. So that's an unusual addition. We get people on our call on Canada as well. Um, and so the other thing I noticed um, is that um, as far as the documents, it appeared to me by when I did my research that you guys kind of work with the attorneys in a way that, meaning you're not coming through the attorney, the customer is finding you directly, but you do kind of work with the attorneys more so than other companies. Explain to me kind of your relationship with the attorney then. Sure, sure. So, um, uh, it, you know, our, our model and our model is evolving. Um, so we, the, the, what the, the general uh, way, as I mentioned, folks find us is they, they Google us, find us, and then they, they submit a request. Um, whenever we, we fund or, or advance, uh, 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 an estate, then we need an attorney to file an assignment or a claim uh, on that estate, you know, in that jurisdiction, wherever that happens to be. So, so we need attorneys in all 50 states and all the provinces of Canada, right? And, and we need multiples of them because it can vary. I mean, <laughs> you can't have one attorney for all of California, for example, right? right? right. Huge state. So, um, same so, law around the state, but different rules in each county. In each county, right? So it can vary even county to county. That's right. Okay. So, uh, so we need multiples of attorneys. So we, so we work with attorneys who will file assignments on our behalf, right? And then those attorneys that you know that we work with there have the same issue, meaning that they're like, yeah, I have probate cases where I've got you know client heirs that are constantly calling me and asking, when is this going to get done? When is this done? When can I get my money? That kind of thing. And then they can refer them to us, right? And we'll do an advance. And when we actually do that advance, we remunerate, right, that attorney with what we call referral fees, right? So okay. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's another way that they can make money. We need to pay them legal services for filing the assignment on our behalf, but then we can also remunerate with referral fees when they send us one of their clients. Uh, Gunner's a regular on our show and has his hand up. Gunner, let me see. I got you... Uh... Unmuted. What's going on with you? How can we help you? Hi there. How are you doing? Good. What's up? Uh, just wanted to run a quick, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> scenario on a uh, on an actual uh, probate. Is that too early in the in the show? No. Anytime you want to do it. Uh, okay. You're regular enough where you're, if you think it's time, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so here's the here's the scenario. One one lady who is a first cousin that uh, lives in Atlanta. The property is here locally. And we did the probate, got it all approved, just doing it proper. And got it all approved, got it on the contract and ready to close. There are, uh, let me see, there were six first cousins, only two that are alive. So equal shares to those two. Okay. If the other ones did not have any children. Like a week before closing, an attorney shows up out of the blue with uh let me see so we got the right number here with with uh so two uh two yeah two out of those four deceased first cousin had three kids each now we're ending up with eight shares instead of two 
So if this lady in the first would have taken out a, a sizable number, what then? So I think his question, Robbie, and I think I know the answer, I'll set you up, is if it turns out that they got advanced thinking they're getting half of the estate, yeah. but it turns right. out they're really going to get maybe, in, in this case, one, one sixth. Eight. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the, the cousins split, the second cousins get split the one cousin's portion. Correct. Yeah. But even if it was 20, turns out they got one twentieth. If it turns out that that doesn't cover all of the return to the advance, what happens, Ravi? And I think we covered that is it's not recourse. That's that's becomes your company's problem, right? It becomes our fault. Yeah, our not fault, but our our issue, right? Not 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 the not the client. Yeah. So um you know, this the, this kind of thing happens all the time, as a matter of fact, and this just drags out the probate process, right? It takes so much longer. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody will come in and, and say, hey, I have, I have rights to this in this estate as well. So, you know, when we do it, we look at the estate and, uh, you know, and, and what we think is owed to that uh, to that heir at the time. Right. And in general, right, it. It, it's never if someone has a hundred thousand coming to them we're not going to invest in a hundred thousand right it, it, sure. that 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 it tends to be in the 20 to 40 percent range and we we wouldn't do any more whether right on that estate whether it was you know two parties or eight parties right or whatever yeah. whatever number of parties so it, it but once is it being less in california in that we have bigger estates and i've just noticed that you know, the minimum states can be five for this real estate involved half a million dollars are up most commonly and customers seem to only take ten twenty thousand dollars at the most most commonly that's right yeah uh yeah we we we, we rarely um even in large estates we rarely see um uh advances uh that are requested that are greater than a couple hundred thousand two three you know some are th those would be along among the biggest Right, that that we've seen a request for. So, a quick follow-up question: yeah. On the non non recourse, does that end, or or, or could it be affected the non recourse by the due diligence done by, for instance, this person now that did it proper by yourself? The yeah, just yeah. starts for years. Yeah, no, no, no. It it it, <laughs> it can definitely be be uh, affected by that. You know, for for us, it's kind of a risk tolerance. Sure. That, that we're that we're looking at when 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 we're looking at the case you know we're looking at the assets and you know what are the mix of assets how much are is cash versus property versus you know something else right yeah. business valuation or whatever uh, may, may be going on in the estate so we look at a mix of those things and then we have an algorithm where we say okay based on that uh you know we see that we can as, a, as the estate as a whole we can only do this much and for this air we can only do this much right yeah yeah like the, the county of Riverside in California, for instance, they only require a, a pro per or a pro sec to do two internet searches for two specific internet sites that are named in the probate code, the addendums for, for Riverside, uh, which is usually not enough. Because this particular attorney, this was in Riverside, and they found all these, these kids who did not show up on those two searches that you're uh -huh. mandated to do by the court. Interesting. You know, there's yeah. there's a whole industry. So so sometimes these uh, uh, LA doesn't have that same specific rule. Uh, the the standard is they have to make a, a reasonable effort and then convince the judge they made a reasonable effort. And what does that right. mean? And everyone's a little different. So I've seen judges ask questions. Do you do this? Do you do that? So there are firms that will 
do a search and then write back a letter to the court saying, you know, we did a search, we're professionals, what we do, we didn't find anybody. Of course, they're looking for errors because if they find an error, they're gonna say to the heir, hey, there's a you know an estate that you have a portion in and we like to represent you and get paid a percentage of that and and, and yep. people do that. So there's like this co competing interest where the pro se has to order the the search, but they're hoping beyond hope that nobody shows up because right. somebody does, it just it changes the, the numbers. And it's not not inexpensive at all to do that search either. I've seen up to three thousand dollars per search. Can be. <laughs> Sure. Well, it, it's not even the search. It's also the letter the back to the court yeah, from, a, from a, an entity that the court is going to accept that becomes important. Yeah. But okay. there's also a lot of these, uh, a lot of the attorneys, right? They're, they're required to do an ancestry search, right? So, so before they, you know, before they actually file the case so they can, uh, you know, um, and, and it's very common. I see them at, at conferences all the time, folks yeah. that, you know, you know, that that's their, there's firms that do this on their behalf, right? So the, the attorneys pay these firms and the firms go out and do a, a deep search and come back with second. Like here's all the, right, the, the rightful heirs for that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, so that, that's how they do their due diligence and they're supposed to do it, right? It, right. it, it, it's it's a big problem for the attorney if it comes back. I mean, think about the client satisfaction side. If if they think there's two errors and then all of a sudden yeah. right, there's so many <laughs> more. Right? I know. That's, yeah. Yeah. A little shocker for her. That's sure. for sure. Can be. Gunner, thank you so much as always. All right. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, okay. So a couple of questions we have in the chat box as well. Let me kind of knock some of those out if I can. Uh, one is has anybody bought an heir's interest in a Florida estate? Uh, Robbie, I know. Do you guys? I know your operator would consider in Florida. Of course, it's like anything else. You want as much business as you can. Yeah. Uh, have you guys purchased uh, an heirs estate in Florida yet? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 big states we've done, like for sure, right? Meaning California, Illinois, New York, Florida, Texas, uh, right? Hundred hundred percent. There's the and there's and there's some that we've not done zero in, right? Yeah. Arkansas. The, the product I know is good in Florida in that two of your competitors are based in Florida that I've, I've worked with as well. Yeah. So I do know Florida is a very active probate state and also these probate air, uh, airships. Now, only California is regulated in that you are obligated to file in the probate case a notice of your purchase of the interest. So all parties are going to know this has gone on. And what happens in California is you know, one, one heir will file with you guys and, and another one will go, what? You got $20,000? Heck, I like that. Your name and number's under, they're going to call. It, that must be a source of business for you guys. Yeah, no, we've uh, we've had a number of uh, uh, th that exact use case come up where we've had one heir reach out to us and then later on four heirs right. will come to us for, for a sim, you know, all have different reasons for doing it. But yeah, it, you know, if because one error sometimes it's it's not litigious it's just that they need some money now for whatever the reason is right, right? so they'll 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 tell their siblings and 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 they'll and, and pretty soon we have every sibling that's applying for an advance nice. so and so this is where you know like i said we we look at the estate as a whole and how much would you willing to do right and then uh and then for for each of the heirs you know determine how much we'd be willing to give so I see one of the questions in the chat box on Facebook is for Rob, uh, contact information. So I put that in the chat box, the link to the website Inherit Now, and the phone number is 877-846-4374.
So you can go and you actually go right to the website and get started, fill out questionnaires. And also you guys have a program. Now I do this, this is an interesting one. In some regards, it kind of competes with what I do, but you know, it, it's not about me, it's about helping customers. You know, I found you because my goal was to reach out to all the companies in this business, establish kind of a wholesale relationship where I would package it up and bring it to them. Mm -hmm. But you do offer that if a, a party of a real estate agent or an attorney wanted to do these with you regularly, you would offer them a commission or even affiliate program that you would consider adding them into. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, you, you know, this 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 real estate probate world, right, specifically that Bill, you introduced us to uh, is new for us. Um, you know, day to day, I'm I'm basically talking to attorneys. That's what I do. You know, on the, either on the filing side or on the referral side, whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm talking about attorneys about this and, and our other products. Um, the real estate side, uh, I find to be very interesting uh, for for a, a, a number of reasons. Like what I'm trying to do as a whole for the estate registry is I'm trying to get more of these probate attorneys and and uh, and trust and state attorneys to think more from a, uh, a relationship standpoint as opposed to transactionally right right uh, and, and probate attorneys are in specific are, are tend to be very transactional right they just you know they right cookie cutter they want to do this over and over again um but not necessarily build relationships and uh you know i'm trying to convince them to think more like business people Right. And, and take the time and build the relationships with their clients and it'll pay off even more. Right. And this is something that's, I think, very natural to your market, to real estate. Real estate right. Our business people are very relationship oriented. Right. right? And, and they work with their clients over and over and over and over again. And with the eventual outcome of hopefully. Right. Then there's a property that you buy or sell. And and then and then that's when you make your money. And so we're you know, I'm looking for partners that you know that that want to have that relationship with that client and want to have that relationship with us right. right and 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 help them and in turn they they help us and if we can uh you know solve a problem that one of your clients have with respect to you know needing cash whether it's or down payment on a home or back taxes or whatever it is right that then they can use to kind of help you by saying okay well now i have I have the money to fix up the home for sale for sale or pay the back taxes or whatever it is right um uh you know then maybe it'll help push forward right uh the the the, the sale of the property right which i think is what most of the folks online are interested in and i feel the same way i'm trying to build relationships so you know i brought right i'm i got approved as affiliate with this company and we're starting that relationship i've i've worked with four or five such companies in my experience I like them for a number of reasons, but I also like controlling the transaction. So I rather work with them on a wholesale basis where customer comes to me, I take it to them, get it pre-approved and then take the file. But if you want to be an affiliate and talk to them about, you know, sending them business and getting you know, commissions on the website or reach out to Ravi and they're looking to add real estate agents to different markets. And so feel free to pursue that. If you would, if you don't want to take on all the extra work or the process of a contract and all that, I'm glad to work with you on that. Just know that we can service you. And Ravi represents one of the companies that would help uh, your customers. And they're in all 50 states plus Canada. And um, we're glad. And I think also the UK you guys are entering into, if I remember correctly. That's correct. So, we're just now entering the UK market. Correct. Yeah. That's that, that's new. So uh, that's something uh, we can add to, uh, as well. Um, 
Christopher, who's a regular on our call, says, uh, asks a question because he was, and this is common, he was speaking with two Florida attorneys and they were not familiar with the errors assigning their interest. Can you do an advance or assign the interest in the state of Florida? The answer is yes. And I think, so here's what I like to ask you more. I like to rephrase Christopher's question because I know the answer is yes. I know that I got invited to speak to a group of attorneys in Arizona. And mm -hmm. they thought I had invented fire when I talked about this. Now, the reality is not enough of them do enough cases to do one to, to go through the process. It's a numbers game like anything else. So my, my question to you is, isn't it true that many times attorneys aren't familiar with this process or have a negative uh, association for some unknown reason? And then you need to kind of sell them on your service and your company being legitimate and how they can work together. Is that part of the job or is that part of your process? That, that is definitely part of that. And, and, and both of those scenarios are true. Um, there's a number of attorneys that have never heard of this inheritance advance uh, service. Uh, so they've never and and their clients had not heard of it either. It, it's it's still not that well known, uh, right? Uh, as an offering, so uh, so so there's that side of it, and then there's the other side of it where that you know uh, I've had uh, attorneys accuse me of being a loan shark, right? Right. So and I was, oh, you're taking advantage of people by doing this. You know, uh, you, you know, they're giving away, you know, on a five thousand dollar advance, we may charge twenty five hundred. Right. Collect seventy five hundred at the end, which is, you know, they, they look at oh, it's 50 percent interest. This is like a loan shark would do. Right. And, you know, we're we're saying, look, we're we're here. We're here to help if if these folks could wait the entire time. Right to probate closes in a year, year and a half, or however long it takes. Then three you know, years, they, four years, well, five if, years. <laughs> right, you know, if they 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 are they can do that, right? Or if they're you know their credit's really good and they can get a loan for that, right, to cover it, and maybe that's more like ten percent or whatever it is, right? They can do that. And sometimes the attorneys, if there's a lot of significant cash there, can do what's called a partial distribution. So they can actually, you know, if there's, oh, there's, there's, you know, $2 million of cash and you need, you know, you know, 5,000, 10,000. Yeah. Here you go. Right. They'll, they'll do a partial distribution. They can do it straight away. And that costs nothing. Right. Right. So there, there are, they do have other mechanisms that are available to them. Uh, but, you know, in the case that they don't, right. That's what, that's the gap that we're trying to fill. Right. And again, it's not for everybody, but for people who need it, they need it. And, and that's the thing I try to explain also to make a comparison to interest on a loan isn't fair because they have way higher costs like filing notices, like tracking in court, like maybe having to appear if there's an issue. So it's a different business than a lending credit card at 10% interest or 20% interest. Um, question that Christopher asks as a follow-up is, um, why would you provide an advance versus buying the entire heir's interest? Now there are businesses, for example, when you have a lawsuit and you might get a, a $4 million judgment, but they might pay that, say, $200,000 a year for 20 years. Well, it's not worth $4 million cash. It's paid over time. And there are companies that will buy that and give that person a higher cash mm -hmm. settlement at close. That's not your business model. I do know there are advanced companies who are from that industry. Do you, on occasion, buy an entire interest, or are you merely advancing the air and looking to work with the air? So here's how I'll answer that. It, it's the latter, right? Which is looking to advance the air. Now, having said that, our firm is always open to solving problems that other people are not looking at, right? So if there's an opera, if 
we see that there's an opportunity here that, you know, where, where we, we buy out the entire property, right, uh, on behalf of the heir, and, and there's a way for us to recoup our funds that way, um, we're open to hearing how we might be able to make that work. I'll, I'll give you an example of something that uh, one of the attorneys came to us and said, they said, hey, you know, uh, we, you know we, we often do our work with our clients under a deferred fee arrangement. That means we don't get paid as an attorney until it closes. Right. So again, a year, year and a half, two years, we may be out. Right. We're doing work for them every, you know, every month, every week, whatever it is, hours and hours and hours rolling up of our time, not getting any money at all. And then, you know, finally, two years from out, we get paid out. And this is a premium for that. It's called a deferred fee arrangement. Uh, but I've got to carry that load all through that time. Could you advance right on my deferred fee arrangement so I can have some of that money now to help? pays off some of the bills, right? So that's something we're taking a strong look at. If there's something similar on the real estate side, right? Uh, it, it takes a little different due diligence there. With the attorneys, we, we usually have a relationship with. On the real estate, you know, we don't have a relationship with the client or the estate specifically, right? So our relationship would actually come through you. And we'd have to know a lot about the property and that kind of thing, not seeing it. We don't know if there's squatters. All... <laughs> exactly. Glad to help. So, <laughs> so if, if, there's a, if there's a potential business model here, we're certainly open to exploring it. Got it. Um, so Tony Johnson asks to understand that the advancement has for something, when there's a fee that the attorney's paid and tax, well, Tony, Tony it could be, paying attorney's fees, as Ravi mentioned, could be paying taxes. I've had people advance money to put a fence around the property, to hire an eviction attorney to get a squatter out, to put in security cameras, internet, to fix the property up. To fix people, the property up, yeah. People use it for all kinds of things. Is there, is there, and they may say they're using it for one thing and use it for something else. I'm sure there are people who tell you they're going to use the money for an attorney and maybe they filed the probate. They tell you they're gonna do an eviction and they take the money and misspend it. It must happen. That's part of life, right? I mean, we're we're dealing with human beings here, we're not dealing with, with machines. Um, James asked, what's the premium? And so I think the answer is probably gonna be it varies on the cases, but what's the most common and then maybe what, what's the range look like? Yeah, the the range looks like actually uh we've had some that are as little as 15%, right? Um, and then on the maximum side, probably 60 percent somewhere about there okay is what i is what i'd say the range is and and you know the if uh, and as part of the the advance agreement the client signs off on we've got some time frames on there if it happens to close quickly for that for whatever you know maybe we charge you know 30 percent, and if it closes quickly we'll we'll remunerate back to the client half of that 15 percent. so our right. take would only be 15 percent, right so there's clauses like that in the in the agreements as well i've seen that okay good um, Sam's uh, on um, our uh, call. Um, uh, what do you expect in return uh, for the state to pay you? How do you secure they're going to pay you when they purchase the property? I think the answer, at least in California, is they're not going to get paid anything until the probate distributes and you are basically like another heir where yes. when the probate gets settled, they have to pay you to close the probate and they can't get paid themselves until they pay out all the heirs at the same time, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, We're, we become an heir on the estate effectively. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we got some other questions on Facebook. Sam Silverman, thanks for joining us. So he asked what the language is to secure position. Neither probate's attorney is knowledgeable. The truth is, you guys prepare the documents. Really, the attorney is not. 
um, um, creating the document for the assignment of the interest, you're merely asking the attorney to file the document so that everybody's noticed, correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. it's just really, really simple. All they're doing is following the notice that these things were done. So all the attorneys know how to file the documents. It's not really that they're creating the document, they're just filing the notice with all the uh, parts. And then Sam asked, what if the only interest is the right to purchase the property? So if you think about that, that's that is really of no cash value to the estate. Um, in, in, they might buy it cheap and then flip it, and make a profit, which is good for them. But that's not going to be an inheritance event. That's going to be financing a, a flipper type deal. A little different situation, I think. Right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, they you know they they would have to be the heir on the property, right. right? For us to be able to advance it. Well, their airship could be the right to buy a property, but there's no cash value in the no state cash of value that. to it. That, that's just uh, that that's, that's the, yep. the value that goes to the heir separately. So that would be a problem, I think, at some point. Correct. Okay, I so I think I caught up with all the questions so far for no interest or like I think I have all the questions in there. And then he's asking about in New York, Florida, and Massachusetts. Um, do you guys is Massachusetts? I know there's probate there. There's estate planning there. Is that any special notes about any special experience you have in Massachusetts by chance? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. I mean, I know we've done advances in Massachusetts, another one fairly what we consider a large state and, um, uh, you, you know, and, and, and probate there is, is not as regulated as, as California, but, uh, you know, it, it is still, yeah, nothing is, but, but, but really right that there, there is a lot of rules and, and, and specifically with, with respect and even on inheritance advances. Right there, there's there's a very structured way in in how this needs to work, and we have attorneys right that uh, that work there and that file on our behalf. So we've we've probably done uh, at least a dozen so far, you know, in the state of Massachusetts. Some with pro property, some without without. So for those of you listening, so uh, with that, with, to kind of recap, and I, I have some done some research in this. California is the only state that regulates this business of probate advances. There was some talk and interest in more heavy regulation and their attorneys were grumbling it was a high interest rate but i think at the end of the day it turns out it's not that much of an interest rate and california didn't pursue it in fact the main there was one particular professor of law who had wrote a series of law review articles that started generating this interest and he's actually i've interviewed on my youtube channel he's actually moved on because he didn't see any fruit coming from this the positive was California does require the filing of these, and then companies like Ravi's saw that go well. That not only is that good for the consumer, that's good for us because it might generate new business. We follow the the notice, and all the other errors see it as a way to get some business. So you guys follow kind of California guidelines, even though it's not required in other states, as kind of best practice, I guess. Correct, because we we know that if we meet the California guidelines, we would meet all the others, all the other states, right? And I'm sure it says something good about California. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm sure. It is. Well, you know, it, it's it's something like uh, you know when you take you know data privacy protection, like GDPR, right, which is established in the EU, right? right? Uh, you know, if we abide by by that legislation, then we know we've covered it for the entire world, right? Where, wherever, right, we're we're managing or controlling, uh, you know, client data. And that's why we do that in California. That's why we try to uh, right. pass those laws. Um, okay, so let's change hats a little bit now because I, I think I've caught up to data on the product. And again, if you're interested in the service, 
contact Ravi if you want to be an affiliate. If you're not sure you really want to get that involved in it, but you have a case, I'm glad to play that role with you and be the intermediary and bring the business to Ravi's firm as a wholesale. At getprobate.cash is a program I do every Wednesday morning, 8.30 a.m. Pacific time to talk about the product and to help people who are interested in that. So feel free to either come to them directly. They, I'm sure he'd love to talk to you about being an affiliate. Those of you who don't want to go that far, but have a one case that you want to take care of a customer, reach out to me and I'm more glad to help package that up for you. Let's change hats a little bit because a lot of people in this call are real estate agents who are trying to do business with more attorneys like you do. Uh, they're not going to offer money like you are. They're offering services to work with um, attorneys. So uh, along the way, what do you find, if anything, different on building business relationship with attorneys than you have in your other kind of business sense? You said you came from software, and I know there's a sales and business development in other areas. Is How would you describe the business of building relationship with attorneys? I'm painful. <laughs> uh <laughs> For a, for a number of I didn't of put the words in your mouth. I just asked the question. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, for uh, you know, it's um, so uh, you know, having come from the, the the software world and and work and you know, basically selling or marketing this into into law firms, right? It's it, it's it, it's hard to tell an attorney what to do, you know, because they're the smartest guy in the room, and then but at, then at the same time. Right, they're they're they have some fundamental lack of understanding of how the technology works. Right, but that's that's the, that's the yin and the yang, right? Yeah, correct. So so you you know there, there's a little bit of playing up to their ego that I have to do, right? Um, you, you know, but at the same time help them discover, right, the the right path when it comes to you know leveraging technologies and services. I can't just tell them. I have to kind of you know have them discover it. So so there there there's some nuance there in, in how I work with them. But but uh, you know you're uh, you know you're you're absolutely right. There. The, whoa whoa whoa! I didn't say anything. I asked you the question. No you no said. no. You know I guess I right. This is more on my side, right? I, I think I, I think this it's, on the internet. You're not going to get me to say it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, th I think attorneys, if they heard this, would, you know, some, some, a lot of them who know me would, would laugh and would, would generally agree um, that they're, they're a tough bunch to work with. But when you do have that relationship with them, right, and that, that trust is there, you know, they, they have this culture of being a trusted advisor for their clients, right? right. I mean, pe people don't change their attorneys over like they change other in other things, right? You know, you get a new attorney every year, right? The, the attorneys know where the bodies are buried, right? It's, it's, it's a close relationship that you have with them. So you generally stick with them for a lifetime. Um, so, uh, so once they have that same, you know, so they're used to that relationship. If if they allow you to become a trusted advisor for them, then you're in, right? right? For, and you're in for good. And they'll always like come back and purchase from you more or work with you more. So if, if you all had, you know, some attorneys to work with, right, in your in your in your area, right, where you where you um, buy and sell properties, um, and you know, and they like you, and they work with you, and they got to know you, then yeah, I mean, every time this comes up, they'll keep feeding you, right, right. clients. So it could come back around that way as well. It's hard to break through, but once you break through, it's very viable. That's it. And, and I think the thing about attorneys that you hit, you said those two things. I'm quoting you now, which is they're the, they're the smartest person in the room. 
but oftentimes there's gaps in their knowledge and this being one of them. Yeah. And I think that one of the universal truths about attorneys is there's no group that sounds more knowledgeable when they're speaking about something they know nothing about. There's something about being an attorney on the spot and you get asked yeah. questions and it, it, maybe it's, you know, cross-examination or the nature of the business or something. All politicians, I, I should say 99% of all politicians are attorneys. That's why they speak authoritatively and know nothing at all about what they're talking about. But I think you hit on the head that when you show you're worthy of their trust, they open up a bit, that that's where the real opportunity is. And so there's no group that makes more fun of themselves more than attorneys. Attorneys love attorney they jokes. Do. Now they know all the attorney jokes. So you got to find a good one, a new one to trick them, but they like making fun of themselves as much as anybody. So that's that's the yin and the yang of the relationship, right? It's hard to get in there, but once you do, they don't make relationships with everybody. So you have a chance to do business with them. Right. They, they likewise only have a few trusted advisors, right? What do you do once you kind of crack the nut and do a deal with them? Of course, you must, your business is a volume business by its nature, but it's also somewhat relationship built. And I have to say what attracted me for those who, who are on the call, what attracted me was when I did my research and found who his firm was in here in LA, he was working with some of the best probate attorneys in the city. None of them were, were, were not good and they all were really, really good. So I said, wow, I need to find out who these guys are. And I spoke with him and, and uh, his associate in the company as well a couple of times. So what do you do once you get a relationship, once you've opened that door, once you've done a deal with them, what do you do to keep that relationship going? What kind of ongoing, if anything, activities do you have in your business to keep those relationships going? Yeah, and uh, I think that's, you, you know, that that's one of the challenges that we have, because I'm the only one that's doing it for this particular vertical in our in, in our company. We have uh, we, we have someone that works with wealth advisors. Right. And we have someone who works in the funeral home businesses because, you know, they, they know who's died. Right. They're, they're, they also right aware of who's died and who may need an advance. So uh, so, you know, we, we have kind of, uh, you know, seasoned folks in, in each of these verticals. Um, so I'm, so I'm sorry, I lost track of the question. Well, what do you do to keep in touch with them? So keep how in do touch you with them. the relationship? Yeah. So, uh, so some of it is, um, I mean, we all need to do more, right? I mean, I'm not, right. I don't expect you to be perfect. We, every realtor on this call, let me just ask real quick, which realtors in this call has a perfect stay in touch with the past client program? I'm just curious. <laughs> no, we, none of us do. We always have to work on it, be better at it, create more value for our customers. So I, I appreciate it's not perfect. But can you give me a couple of highlights or maybe I, let me re-ask yeah. the question. If you had a, a family member or friend getting into real estate and they wanted to build their business on referrals from attorneys, what would you recommend for a real estate agent who wanted to build those relationships and maintain those relationships? With an attorney, yeah. With an attorney specifically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you know, I you would have to, that like I said, it, it's tough. It, it's tough getting in there. And, and the best way to get in there would be to go through uh, uh, a someone who is your partner and their partner also. So, so for example, if if I'm a partner of one of the real estate agents here on the call, right, and they need a real estate attorney that they want to work with, right, I might be able to then direct them to the attorneys that we work with and say, hey, here's an attorney, right, that that you should work with. I've worked with them. I know them, that kind of thing, because I already have a trust relationship with the attorney. I have a trust relationship with you, the real estate agent. So it's a natural to bring it together, whether they might have a client for you or you might have a client that has a need for an, right, uh, for an estate attorney. 
so both both ways, right? So I I think you know that's where I could that's part of the value that we can add. I mean we're you know we're building out a, a network here. The the con this concept with, on the real estate side it's new to us. We've not actually spent a lot of time talking or thinking about it. Uh, but but yeah, I mean I would say that that would be the, the way to do it. In general though, with, with what you're talking about, you know we have a we have a pretty sophisticated CRM program, customer relationship management program called Salesforce.com. Oh, right so. Okay, so a number of you may may also use it. So within that, there's a lot of capability. So for for our filing partners and for our referral partners, if this thing is churning out right and sending them uh, information, relevant information uh, about new products and services and offerings that we have, uh, you know, updates on on uh, uh, regulations, right? And when it comes to state planning, trust and probate administration, uh, you know, white papers that we develop, you know, the legal case for digital vault or debt security registration and all this kind of stuff. We, you know, just to keep us in the forefront and help them, you know, realize that, hey, these guys are subject matter experts in this area, right? right? So, so, so this, this system kicks it out, uh, you know, on my behalf. It always has my Calendly link in there that says, okay, you know, schedule a time to discuss, please, you know, you know, uh, pick a time on my calendar. And I tell the attorneys to do the same thing, right? When it comes to business development, I, I, I tell them the same thing. You know, you want to maintain relationships with your clients. You don't have the time to pick up the phone or type out emails and do this, right? Because you don't make any money when you do it that way. Use all, That's what technology is for, right? Is to automate all this stuff. And there's, there's never been a better time than now. There's so many ways to get in touch with people. Right. Such as that, videos like this. Such as such as things like this, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, but but you know, I'm talking about regular communications, mm -hmm. whether you know it's in it's it's in the form of automated emails or text links or mobile mobile applications or mobile friendly websites. If you have a website that you know, a lot of the younger generation, that's all they do. They don't actually right. they, they don't go on their computer other than to stream Netflix. You know, they're looking at their mobile phone all the time. So you have to have something that loads very easily and they can see it very easily, uh, right? Uh, chatbots on your website, right? So that they, they love chatbots. Those things are very popular now. Uh, so all kinds of things. There's, there's, there's AI tools also that can help in this area. So Tony asked a question and, and I, uh, I think this question shows the mistaken thought process that most realtors have, because we tend to think transactionally. The and I don't mean to call you out, Tony, but let's all learn from this question, which is the attorney, do you have attorneys in all states that you you have attorneys in all states you have a relationship with, or I think he's asking you have relationships with them, wherever you do business. Think about the question though. Every time that they do a, a an advance, either it's a pro se or pro per, but if not, there's an attorney involved that either has no relationship with them that he wants to create, or he has a relationship he wants to deepen. And I think for we, us as real estate agents, we miss that every single transaction in addition to being a transaction mm -hmm. is the opportunity for a relationship, right? I got to think anytime you guys have a client in a new area mm -hmm. with a new attorney, that becomes for you a new opportunity for lead generation of new relationships, right? Absolutely. hundred percent. So, you, you know, when, when, when we, we use our attorney to, to file a, a claim on an assignment, right? The estate's attorney will receive that. Right. And then, uh, OK, there's there's funds that are due. Right. When 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 probate closes and now and and they can see, you know, they, they can see all the numbers. Here's how much that was advanced. And here's how much, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be remunerated at the end. And, and so they go, wow, OK, uh, can I get a piece of this? 
right? Yeah. So that that's a way a lot of my relationships have come actually are through right. folks that, right? Estate attorneys who have received an assignment on our behalf. Right, so right. it so may be a relationship, yeah, but you're hoping to make it a relationship. Make right? it a relationship, correct. The purpose of it. Okay, so look, this is participant of a bunch of you on the call. Love to have you ask questions if you haven't had the chance yet. But real quick, I just wanna point out a couple of free resources. I guess all, all the time, how do I, build my business in, in, in uh, probate real estate? How do I launch from scratch or how do I add probate to my current business or to expand my business? And I always tell people it's a, a journey and a process, not a destination. There's no one class, no one activity. It's a series of things. And towards that, and I'm not a, I don't really sell coaching. I, I do something through probate mastery kind of on the side, but I'm not a coach selling you coaching. I'm not selling you data. I'm a colleague. I want you to be successful. I want us all to work together and do more business with these vendors so that when you or I have a deal, we get better service in the competition. That's my goal in having this call. Towards that end, two, two things you should be aware of. One is I have a free probate group. Anybody can join with, uh, within Facebook called Probate uh, Experts. And go in there and join. Love to have you. But you know what amazes me is we regularly get people who go in there and say, I'm a, you know, a family in Houston. I'm a family in Phoenix, Arizona. And if you look through that, you'll see questions from different families looking for that. You see my content posted as well, but there are people who are going to post looking for help, looking for uh, leads basically. And either they need a real estate agent or they need an attorney. So feel free to participate there. The second is we do this every week. And I also have other content on my website. You can go to, um, uh, uh, probateweekly.com is this event to register live to come on the YouTube channel. Let to have you come in live and participate live. You also can watch it live stream it on, on the YouTube if you want to. You go to episodes.probateweekly.com and that'll take you to the playlist we have of all the past episodes and you see them there. And if you look at my channel overall, you'll see other opportunities to learn and grow the probate business. So again, those are free resources. Love to have you participate. Third free opportunity is on this call. Feel free, so maybe you have already, put in your name, your contact info, what area you work, try to narrow it down. Let's do some referrals with each other. I literally have looked for outbound referrals in the last month or two. I got paid on one in Michigan and Detroit, and I had to look for outbound referrals in Houston, and I did part of that, Virginia, Maryland. Uh, so anyhow, put your information in, love to, I work with you, love to work with people who are working with us to be successful together. Okay, so those of you on the YouTube, this is a chance to ask questions. There's no stupid question. I already cleared that with Ravi. If you're here and you have a question, I know there's somebody else who doesn't have the courage to ask a question. Feel free to raise your hand or put in the chat box, and I am glad to reach out to you. Ravi put his contact info and his email as well into the chat box. Yeah, I, I just put my email in there just to make sure it's an easy way to connect with me, reach out to me, and then we can schedule a time to talk. Fantastic. Any other questions for Ravi or me as far as how we can help you with your business? I also checked on the Facebook and I think we're all caught up there as well. Uh, let me just give it one last. Call. Hopefully the concept has made sense, right? And the use cases and where it would be appropriate. And, um, you know, but certainly open to answering more. Yeah, and I, again, I would say, more. if not, uh, I do the weekly program, getprobate.cash, not .com, but get.cash. And if you go there, it's you can sign up and register for it. I do that every Wednesday at 8.3, where we go into this product, I'll explain it, over, give you an overview on it, 
I do offer a coaching product there if you want to be an affiliate with me. Now, Barbie doesn't charge anything to be an affiliate, which is great. Uh, and, 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 and I'm fine with you doing it either way. I'd like to work with some of you. Some of you don't want to work with me. That's okay. I don't really take that personal. So feel free, though. You can learn for free if you want. Every Wednesday, it's 30 minutes of content on how to use probate advances as a tool to help you help your attorneys build their business, to help you help your investors and wholesalers get deals closed and help the families get the best outcome. I don't see any other questions. We're kind of at the end of the hour anyhow. So Robbie, I just want to have everybody here. Thank you for taking the time today, sharing what you do, offering the ability to reach out to you. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for you and, and on behalf of your team as well. And here it now, I appreciate the, uh, the time you spent today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Nice meeting all of you. My pleasure. And for the rest of you, again, this is probateweekly.com. We do it every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We live stream it into YouTube and Facebook. Feel free if you're watching it. After the fact, feel free to subscribe. You'll get it regularly. If you have questions, I check the comments as well. Feel free to put questions in there. Uh, I'm Bill Gross. You can find me on social media at Bill Gross EXP. Thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Hey, it's Bill Gross. I hope you like this video. If you want to join us live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, register at probateweekly.com, www.probateweekly.com. And if you like this content, hit the like button and subscribe and hit notifications, and you get notified as soon as we upload every time. Thanks.